I don't remember what number we're on. Uh, I don't Eight or care. Nine. Yeah, something like that. Doesn't matter. My name is Jeremy Tiroff. I am here with Justin Siegel. Clowny, hi. And I'm here with Daryl Patterson. Yo. Daryl's made it two months in a row. I know. Yeah. It's almost like things are normal. It's the streak. It's it's the new, it, like the Undertaker streak. Fuck that. I it, want the Daryl streak. It's the, it's the new <laughs> Goldberg streak. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Easy now. Well, I mean, last time he had to put in a marathon on his first one back with it two and a half hours. We are not yes. going to go two and a half hours tonight. We're not going to be that drunk. Uh, I didn't even listen well, to it. Well, we might be that drunk, but we're not going to go two and a half yeah. hours. Yeah. yeah. I didn't listen to it. Did you listen to it? Did not. Did you listen to it? I, I actually listened to it. <laughs> I lived first. it, yeah. and that was enough. <laughs> I, I intend to go back and listen to it. <laughs> Because uh, I, I feel like I like that was the most fun I'd had doing it. It was a long it was time. fun. It was fun. Um, but it was just like I got my caught up. My butt in, hated me from sitting that long. Yeah. You know, I got yeah. I got caught up in in life. So whatever. Um, but w- hopefully this is a little more palatable time wise. We're here at the Boyle Street Studios. Doug is producing us per usual. Doug is always great at that. Thank you, Doug. Thank you, Douglas. He uh, does an awesome job. So if and and you know, listening to a lot of other podcasts, we, we do have the benefit of being all live together in the same room. We're not doing it across a computer or anything like that. Um, but it, regardless, he does a really great job with the quality of it. So we're grateful for that every time. And he's always reliable and helpful. So thank you, Doug. Yeah, thank you, Doug. It is cool. You know, sometimes you watch some of those podcasts and the other guys on the computer is like this. It reminds me of Max Headroom or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> it's just like, hi. Or even hearing yeah. it, there's a delay and you can right. sound the dip that you can hear the difference in, in sound quality in it. So whatever. Um, we're going to start with our thoughts on a couple of shows and we're going to streamline this. So I'm going to start with you, Clowny, because you this was your thing and, and you probably have more opinions on it than either of us. I'm all about it. So what were your thoughts on the NXT TakeOver show the night before SummerSlam? Uh, as far as NXT shows go, I thought it was just okay. Uh, overall, I thought it was just okay. That said, I thought the main event was spectacular. Well, yeah, to be fair also, like the bar is different for mm-hmm. their shows. You know, it, it, their their bad shows are a really good yeah, it, No, it was, it, was so it was a quality show. As far as NXT standards go, absolutely, you're right. It was... Uh, but it, it, you know, it was. It's a great show. I mean, it's overall shows, it was great. The main event makes it. Um, the whole thing makes it. Um, I, I was, I was surprised with some of it though. The Street Profits retained the, the championship. Yeah. Against um, the Undisputed Era, uh, was did not see that one coming honestly. But I'm glad that they're gonna run with them as tag champs. Sure. Absolutely. Sure. Well, uh, yeah. Yeah, there's. I'm not going to add to that. That's okay. fine. That's fine. Go okay. ahead. Go ahead. Uh, the next match was Io Shireen against uh, Candice LeRae, mm-hmm. Johnny Gargano's wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I didn't really care about this one so much, um, surprisingly, because uh, I'm a, I'm kind of a fan of both individuals. I don't know what they're doing with this Io Shireen heel 
like I'm going to turn on my friends and just be like this uh, despondent kind of warrior. I, I don't care about this storyline. Maybe I, I, I think there. I think she overdoes her heel yes. mannerisms yes. a little bit. I, I think it was a really, really, really good match. It was. I think it, it, I think was. it was well, they're, probably they're both very talented. I think it was the second best match on the card. Honestly, okay. Um, I think it was better than the opener. That's no knock on the opener. I think that. Uh, I just hear me out. I think. Part of what was really good about NXT for a long time is their tag division was really, really, really good. And you had the ladder match at the show where the Street Profits won it. And before that, you had, you know, Ciampa and Gargano against uh, DIY against the Revival. You had the Revival versus American Alpha. You've always had these, like, good teams to work with. And and the Undisputed Era is that. And this is no knock on the Street Profits. Like, I think they're going to be good. Yeah, no, I'm not, a f- I'm not like, loving them. I like, Ma- I like Ford. Ford is like yeah. Montez Ford. He's sure. gonna be. Well, yeah, you can tell he's gonna be a star. Yeah. Um, there's always a Ricky Morton. And there's always a Robert Gibson. Absolutely, and, that and that's no knock on either of them. But, sorry, like, but it, Ricky it is Martin. a glaring <laughs> case of. Well, that. right. There's a Shawn right. Michaels and there's a Marvin. Yeah, 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 exactly right. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, and in in this case, that's Montez Ford. Is is your your <laughs> Shawn Michaels, Michaels? Your Ricky yes. Morton. Um, I think they're good, but you know, there's been so many other good tag team matches for them that didn't blow me away i thought as far as lemons matches goes this was a good throwback to like your charlotte bailey becky lynch sasha banks kind of stuff and they have that with that division a little bit if they do it right sure um which you can get into more but i i thought that that match was actually really good regardless of sure you know yeah and all that it's not a knock on the match i just didn't care because i don't care about the storyline which unfortunately yeah, maybe skewed my view on that. Next up was Velveteen Dream defending the North American. Uh, oh, sorry, I'm sorry, Daryl. <laughs> Go ahead. I, I just, D- Clowney's just really happy to be running this segment. Yeah, yeah, He's like, let no, me Darryl, tell you, my Daryl, please. Not do, a problem. Do you have something you want to? I, I simply want to say that I'm instantly a fan of anyone that fucking beats Fish and O'Reilly. I, I do I appreciate love them. No, I, I like their work in the ring, man, oh, man. But I can't stand the fuckers, man. I don't know. I don't like their look. I don't like their fucking attitudes, man. Oh, I, I, I just, I don't know. Well, I don't good, like. Them. They're doing their but they're, job. No, no, I, I know that. Okay, <laughs> and I'm doing my job by fucking hating them. Okay? Good, good, so, good. So, bam. Go ahead. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you. And I apologize. Uh, yeah. What about, what about, what about Candice LeRae and I don't Yoshi. give a fuck either okay. way. All right. All right. Uh, next up, we had Velveteen Dream <laughs> defending it does, North Me again is when I'll jump back in. <laughs> against Pete Dunne and Roderick Strong. I uh, love all of the competitors in this. That said, wasn't really a big fan of the match. It was kind of it, it was, was kind of standard. Flat. It was kind of standard. Yeah. I don't know. I think I think Velveteen Dream's shtick has kind of run its course a little bit. I agree. But he's um, very talented. I think he's he, very talented. He's he's very talented. He's he's got the character aspects down. He's got a great look. He's got great manner mannerisms. Great great charisma. He's also very very. He's he's physically gifted. Right. He still has to to some degree learn how to structure that story right, and to and to do it with regardless of opponent. So you have to have some adaptability. And when Velveteen Dream goes out there, he's kind of doing the Velveteen Dream story, regardless of who he's in there with. And sometimes it's good that, you know, he, to me, he's he's a really, he's rounding into form, but he's not where he needs to be yet. Um, I think that he needs a little more refinement in the sense that he's just got to learn to work 
in a lot more ways, if that yeah. makes sense. Sure. I mean, it's funny because if you gave him, if you gave Roderick Strong his charisma and his character, he'd be a fucking superstar. Absolutely. Because Roderick Strong can work with anybody and do a great match and do the whole deal. I love Roderick Strong's in-ring work, but it, there's nothing to talk yeah. about outside of there. Yeah, those two all. combined are like the Dolphin. <laughs> right, right, right. right and, and that's no knock yeah. on Velveteen Dream's yeah. work. It's just yeah. that Roderick Strong is, in my opinion, probably one of the top 20 workers in the world. Sure. Not just in the company, in the world. But he's never going to be the guy because he doesn't have that charisma that Velveteen Dream does. He'll be a solid mid-card guy. He's the new Dean Malenko, essentially. But, like, more striking and more physical that way. Um, but the same thing where you're not going to be blown away by his personality, but you're going to enjoy his matches and then forget about who he is outside of that. Pete Dunne's awesome. Yes. Um, but I think part of the problem there, too, is that Pete Dunne hadn't been around for a little while. True. So there wasn't – the build to it wasn't great. And when they got in there, also with a triple th- – with a triple threat match like that they fall into the trope where one guy gets knocked out for a while so then two guys work and i i really wish they learned to work a three-way match differently it just becomes kind of right. blase for someone who once severely broke his finger pete dunn does these finger snap yeah, moves. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's kind of cringeworthy his gimmick is yeah. good i, I love I, it I the like bruiserweight yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean that's it's so good and his his look is good and his work is good um, I just think that he, with him being gone for so long, getting plugged into that program, it just kind of felt like filler, for lack of a better term. Yeah, so. it, yeah. I just I think the Velveteen Dream's a little bit over the top, uh, which you may find surprising coming from me, but I think he just uh, uh, th- there's there's an ebb and flow, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I mean it's maybe just kind of. Piggybacking on what uh, on what you said, Jeremy, but uh, and maybe that you know comes with more seasoning. Mm-hmm. But you know, I mean, you can't you can't sing a song at that you know peak volume the whole way, right? And, and expect it to be a hit, right? Yeah, there's there's. Uh, I I think I think what's know. what's happening with him is he's worked so hard on developing his character because he knows that's what'll get him to the main roster. Sure. And when you get to the main roster, that's what'll sell merch and get you in whatever and make you money. And he's not making that money on NXT, where a lot of those guys come in without the character and having the ring work stuff. So I think NXT very much goes like, well, you already know how to work. Let's develop a character. And with him, he didn't come from that indie background. The guys in NXT who are putting on good matches are Gargano, Cole, Ciampa. Uh, Riddle, um, you know, O'Reilly, Fish. These guys all worked the indies. They worked ROH. They worked in Japan. They worked in Evolve. They worked in those companies where work creates a thing. And Velveteen Dream was just like a dude who was a good athlete who they're like, okay, you're a wrestler now. He's got his. He's got more to learn than those guys. And it's hard because the comparison is those guys because that's the the company that he's in basically. So you know, it's it's not necessarily fair to compare him with that. I, that. I mean, this being said, he's still a better in-ring worker than half of the main roster. Yeah. And that's and him being exceptionally young and very green. So, you know. As far as over the top, though, I mean, remember we once had Orlando Jordan. Wow. <laughs> doing that stuff. I, I don't remember. I think but it was a that DNA. But, uh, <laughs> oh, that's that's uh, my yeah, choice. Yeah, yeah, which is fine. But, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, I think he's I like good the with who he, they, I think he's good with who they work with. He, it was he was good with Alistair Black. Oh like, yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think it just depends on who he works with. For sure. Yeah. For sure. But I agree. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, Shayna Baszler defending against. Um, 
Mia Yim. Yeah, yes. The mm. girl who was homeless and came back and, uh, and now is kicking butt. Yeah, wasn't really into it. Um, and Maybe. I like I like Shayna Baszler. Love the Queen of Spades, but I, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little – they're giving her the this Oscar push thing. And, and it's past point. the Oscar push. It now. is. Um, so I'm, I, she's, she needs to go up. She needs to go up. Um, uh, my thing is they have all these good workers around her, but, like, who wins that ultimately? Because right. I don't – I like Mia Yim. I like her story. Yeah. But, like, I don't know that she's the girl. Right. I don't – I don't think Bianca Belair is – that one. No. I think it's Candice LeRae that's going to win it eventually. Could I, transition yeah, it to yeah. Cherie and bring Baszler up because yeah. she would inject something into the main roster. She's ready for the main roster. The title reign's been too long. It, it, it's, it's been way too long. Yeah, and, and, and there is there is a thing to be said for constantly teasing that she's going to finally lose it and right. it mattering, but at this point, people are just going like, this is, this is perpetually the same thing after a while. So, mm, No comment. <laughs> just <laughs> indifference towards, and I don't think it was a good match either. Oh, like yeah. ba- Baszler has to, Baszler's a good worker in a sense, but she's not extraordinary. No. She has to be in there with somebody good. Like she'd put on a good match with, you know, Charlotte and Becky. Mm-hmm. Would she put on a good match with, say, uh, you know, and and she probably put on a good match with Natty and that sort of thing because they're good workers. But would she put on a good match with like, um. I don't know, uh, Mandy Rose or a Sonya Deville. Right, right. No. And what everyone wants is her versus Wanda Rousey, maybe at some point. I don't know. If Rousey ever comes that, back. But, I, I don't um, know that anybody really is wants dying. That, but yeah, that. okay, maybe. I want that. I want but, I want Baszler yeah. and Rousey and a, the group versus the four horsewomen. Like yeah. everybody wanted that this past year. Right. And whatever. I want um, Shayna Baszler with her thrash metal t shirts, though. I love it, man. Yeah. Seeing all the creator and Slayer. On there, it's pretty sweet. Yep. And then the main event uh, was really excellent. Uh, it was two out of three falls: Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole for the title. Uh, stipulation: first match, standard wrestling match. Second fall was going to be a street fight, and then if there was a third fall, uh, William Regal would determine the uh, final fall. Mm-hmm. Um, loved the psychology of this match. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance. Gargano purposely got himself disqualified for the first fall <laughs> by using the chair, sure. which then immediately went into a street fight, mm-hmm. which, um, you know, it, great psychology. Um, got pretty brutal. There. They put on a great match in mm-hmm. the first fall. Second match was pretty darn brutal. Mm-hmm. And then for the third match, third fall, this giant cage <laughs> comes down with all these Like, surprise. Like, weapons. you didn't give yeah. away that. Yeah. But, you know. And Regal's going to surprise them. Well, don't look yeah. up. To, just don't look up. Right. And what's funny is Ralph, my roommate, who everyone here knows, actually watched this with me. And he was like, wow, this is a pretty exciting match, is what he said as a, non, as a non-wrestling fan. I observer. love watching wrestling with non-wrestling yeah, fans. Yeah, right. Yeah, he was like, he's like, this is it. really something. Except when were... it's like shitty and then they're like, that's <laughs> embarrassingly, <laughs> like, like that's horrible. And you're like, oh, uh, you feel embarrassed. Yeah. It's great when you have a moment right. like that. Right, right. He watches it sometimes with me, but regardless, you know, they beat the shit out of each other with kendo sticks. They did this spot where they both dove off this table that was on top of the cage through what was I there were two tables together and they only went through one, so I assume that was a minor botch, but hopefully no one was hurt. And uh Cole retains. Uh both stellar athletes. I don't know where they go with Gargano if from here. That was gonna be one of my questions. Right. That was gonna That's be one of my, my questions. Thing, but I loved the match. 
I, I'm a big time Cole fan. Yep. I wish that uh, he was in the um, mix with AEW. Quite honestly, yeah, because um, his size is going to be a detriment in WWE for a while. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. As I, long as Vince is running right. things, it's right. just going to be a thing. I, I think he. And it's like with Gargano. <coughs> yeah, yeah, they'll right. stick him on yeah. 205 right. Live, and who the yeah. hell watches 205 Live? Right. Which uh, is a shame, but it's uh, the truth. Uh, I think he's a legitimate guy to to hang your hat on, mm-hmm. uh, to you know, as like a, a franchise. Uh, he can put on a good match. He's got the personality. He's got the history. He's got um, legitimacy with you know real fans. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, he can shoot a promo. He can mm-hmm. uh, hang in uh, any kind of match. Um, I've not seen many Gargano matches, but every one I have seen has been top-notch. Gargano's so good, so, man. Yeah. Against Andrade, uh, one of my favorite yes. matches of all time. His series with Ciampa, so his his match with Ricochet. He's got a couple against Aleister Black in there, too. Like, all those guys are good workers, for sure. But he's the guy who, like, no matter who he's in there with, is getting a good match out Absolutely. of it. Absolutely. Dude is, uh, pound for pound, I think he's the best wrestler on the planet. I That's really, why really those do. two together. I mean, it's stellar. It's it's a stellar, stellar match. Right, but like you question. said, where do they go with Gargano from here? Right, because he was their ultimate babyface, and they they chipped away that with the Champa feud and that brief heel turn that he did, and um and then kicking back around and turning on Champa. And I think it would have been if he could have gotten his revenge against Champa the way he was supposed to before Champa's injury, it would have played out right. But because it didn't. His character was harmed by that, and they haven't rehabilitated it right. I think fans started to turn on it because they – you can only – look, you want to cheer a guy for a while, but not forever. You want to boo a guy for a while, but not forever because there's excitement in somebody eventually turning, and they flopped with the one – the one that they did was a false sort of thing because he was going to lead to the end of the program with Champa, but then Champa got hurt. Right. So where do they go with Gargano from here? I, I don't know. I think I think what happens because they've established Cole now is like the champ and rightfully yeah. so and it's been clean. It yes. hasn't been a bunch yeah. of right. junk. And um I think Champa's set to return relatively soon. And yeah. Champa has the argument that that's my belt. I right. never lost it. So you have a program built in there and maybe he has to run through the undisputed era to do that. You get some placeholder guys. Um, Jordan Miles, ACH, whoever is going to challenge Adam Cole at some point, and you can put maybe make Roderick Strong take on Champa, and Champa has to get through him and whatever. And I think what you can do there is you can have Champa ultimately win his belt back, right? Like the Undisputed Era, do something else and whatever. And then you have Gargano as the heel in that thing, uh, and Champa as the face. Unfinished yeah. business. Right, and you s- just reverse the roles. Now, it's been done to death, but it hasn't been done to death with those two guys in that role. And if it's short... Maybe it becomes something. Maybe, you know, Champa gets his moment in the sun, but he's injured. Gargano challenge. However the hell you do it. Point being, you can do that. And people will want to see the DIY reunion because even after Champa got hurt and Gargano finally won it, Champa came out and congratulated him. So they ended on good terms. And now it's, you know, Johnny Wrestling, who they kind of want to boo anyways, doing that. Could work. Could work. I don't know. I mean, we'll get into that a little bit later because we're going to talk about what's going to happen come September slash October. Most electric uh, catchphrase in wrestling, though. It has to be Adam Cole, baby. <laughs> um, love it. Mm-hmm. Love it. Okay. But anyway. It's uh, simple. Uh, yeah. But right, people it do is. it, man. Uh, it's know. a thing. Moving right along. 
Um, let's talk about SummerSlam. We're not going to break down every match because that's where we end up in this. Yeah. This we fall down the wormhole. Yeah, and I already broke that my own yeah thing with right. that with that last thing. So, so I, I'm actually going to start with you, Daryl, if you don't mind. You, you don't have to, but not uh, one bit. I'm going to ask you what your thoughts are on SummerSlam, either like, like general thoughts. I got to be totally honest. We, we can put this in the HOV lane. You two can discuss this one because okay. I literally don't have a fucking clue. Okay. Honestly. Okay. I, I, okay. All right. Well, we can t- we like can get we'll in, we can get into the characters, the booking, and, and, and that's totally cool That's with fine. That. That's fine. What the fuck was even like the main event? Seth Lesnar uh, versus Seth Rollins. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Here's here, no no no. Here's the here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, I you you did last. So I'll, yeah. Absolutely. I'll do this. Yeah, right. My general thoughts. The first thing I'm going to say is the last the main thing that people will remember is the main event if it's good or bad. Generally. Sure. You'll you'll have other things, but like the way you end the card is how it's going to happen. I love the main event. I loved it. I thought they did a really good job. I I and and even in retro and believe me, I want to shit all over everything they do all the time because I'm going to talk about the stuff that they do wrong, obviously. But the main event was great. The Brock job clean. I don't know if it was the right guy to job clean to because they keep trying to push Seth as this really good baby face and whatever. I don't see it. I think he's a really he's a main eventer. I don't know if he's like a face of the company main eventer, but he's a main eventer. Well, um, uh, you, now speaking of face of the company, real quick, this whole thing with him getting married to Becky Lynch now mm-hmm. is like you know is that like the wet dream at WWE? I almost wonder if it's like a media stunt or something. I know it's not. No, it's real. Right now, but, it's real. Uh, I, I mean, yeah. good good for them and like. But it's like the champs, you know, the I, faces. I, I, it's it's something where they can use real life and make it a thing. Exactly. Oh, you because, know they're, they're going to well, fucking well, bilk that to death. But think about this. Think yeah. about the characters that you liked. They, they were characters that either were just so damn good, like The Rock, mm-hmm. or they were guys that somehow you could relate to. Like, yeah. Austin was the guy who hated his boss, so he beat his boss's ass all the time. Right. It, it got drunk. Uh-huh. Like... Cool, love that dude. He wanted to flick everybody off and tell everybody to do what like that was cool and relatable. And like Mick Foley was the lovable loser guy, is mankind. And like he wasn't over like that before. He was over, but he wasn't over like that before that until you were like he was the kid jumping off the roof, and he's the kid that came here, and he's the guy who put his body on the line and killed himself for doing this business and whatever, and and became a megastar. So you either have the over the top characters or guys like that. And I think that part of what they're trying to do. I mean, name a character who people can relate to in the WWE these days. They don't really exist, you know? I mean, they don't. They just don't. They yeah. they haven't made anybody feel really relatable. And I think part of what they're doing is just trying to tie in real-life stuff. Without, it, they overdo it. Like, I don't want to see Ember Moon playing video games. That should not be something. I, I don't want to see that. I don't, I don't want to see. You can watch uh, the stuff on YouTube. Like I don't Xavier even want to watch Woods it. Up, up, down, down, left, yeah, right. Yeah, like Xavier Woods, yeah. he should be playing video games because right. his character's like the goofy guy that plays the right. like, trombone. Right. Right. Not Ember Moon. I don't want right. to see her playing video games. Right. Like, I don't want to see Randy Orton playing video games. And I, I hate Randy Orton, but, like, at least he maintains some of his mystique and aura, regardless of how crappy it is. Right. He doesn't go and play video games like that. I mean, it, I'm getting off track a little bit. My point is, Seth's not the guy. They necessarily should have done that, but I thought that they did a good job of building it up. I liked the Brock job clean. I originally was complaining, like, why are we doing the same thing four months later? But his win at Mania was in the opening match and was tainted. This one closed out the show, and he won clean. So I like that. I like Trish against Charlotte. 
That was a. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm I'm just gonna say in general the stuff I liked. I like Trish against Charlotte. Okay. And then we're gonna say the stuff we didn't like. Um, Trish could still go, and and Charlotte for all of her being shoved down your throat and over pushed, she can work. Period. I like Becky against Natalia. I don't understand why you put your number one female face um, in there against somebody in their hometown and expect her not to be the heel in the match. And I don't think that was that was lacking some foresight. I don't know why they would have done that. Um, I don't get Goldberg squashing Dolph Ziggler. I mean, who gives a shit about Dolph Ziggler right now? I don't care about Dolph Ziggler. He got squashed by Owens. He got squashed by Goldberg. That's fine. But this was right after he got out of the main event program with Kofi. How does that make Kofi look? Right. Um, and I'm going to say that forever. Now, Ziggler, apparently, as of last night, is in a tag team with Bobby Roode. I don't hate that, but Ziggler should cut his fucking hair and grow a beard then and just do whatever there and make him look glorious once. I don't care, but change the dude's character because he's been the same dude for so long. It's ridiculous. Um, and I don't get the Goldberg nostalgia thing, like, especially anybody on your current roster who's not like, like, if it was Heath Slater doing his rehash of the Legends yeah. thing, cool. It's Dolph Ziggler who was in a world title program two months prior. It's bad. Um, yeah. I totally lied. After you mentioned what the main event was, <laughs> I remembered uh, I filled out a, uh, a sheet, a, uh, a little contest sheet, if you will, mm. um, a scorecard. And, uh, you know, it, it lists each match. And, and uh, it, it asks, you know, what the f- what type of fall it's going to be. And then for each match, there are different uh, variables. Like for Goldberg, uh, Ziggler, for example, you had to uh, guess uh, the uh, over-under on super kicks. And you got bonus points if you got the exact number. Uh, would the match be uh, over five minutes, yes or no? And would there be outside interference? Over under on super kicks. They should have had that in actually in Cole Gargano. <laughs> oh, okay, um, yeah. Wow. So I, I, if you I, don't mind, I mean, I'll do it super rapid fire. Sure, sure, I, I sure, sure. I don't sure, want to sure. hold it up at all. Yeah. But, uh, it, uh, it, of course, I mean, coming from me, this is total fucking comedy. Okay. Um, you know, so I thought you guys might at least get a fucking right, good laugh right, right, out yeah. of my, my, sc- my score sheet. Yeah. Uh, I had... <laughs> Goldberg winning by disqualification after four straight super kicks from Ziggler uh, would not last five minutes, and there would be no outside interference. We were right on half of it. Yeah, half of it. <laughs> I, uh, I I had a I had a bad feeling that's how it was going to end up, especially after the Saudi Arabia disaster, and they want to rebuild Goldberg so they can pop him out every once in a blue moon for something at fifty some years old and do that thing. I mean, he's he's the he's the Undertaker part two, is what he is basically. Yeah. Like they bring him in for one or two months and or a spot show and. They expect that to pop a crowd, and that's that. Um, and I, I don't hate that it, again, I don't hate that it happened to Ziggler. I hate that it happened to Ziggler two months after a main event program. I hate that Kevin Steen beat Shane McMahon, or Kevin Owens beat Shane yeah, McMahon, fair, yeah. and that should have been the end of it, and then they immediately were feuding still on SmackDown. Yes. Like, that should have been it. Like, right. why is that still going on? I love that uh, Finn Balor did a squash on the way out and got annihilated by Bray Wyatt, I love the lantern. I love the whole thing. I don't understand why they did the funhouse thing leading up to it. I'm still of the idea that he should have come out there wrestling as the funhouse guy 
in a sweater and like the whole nice guy thing, shaking hands before the matches, shaking hands after, even if he lost. And then slowly these things would start creeping in. But instead, it's like, here's the fiend. And then here's the fun. And here's the fiend. And like, okay, split personality. But the other one never goes into the ring. You started at the finish line. And now you're just toggling back between the two. I don't I don't understand the idea behind that. I don't get it. I don't well, get and it. now they're having just the fiend squash legends. Like he has squashed uh, Kurt Angle uh, and then Jerry Lawler. You know where it ends, right? Mm-hmm. Undertaker. Oh, well, that would be interesting. I mean, but Bray Wyatt and the Undertaker. Well, they they already had, yeah. And and really, besides wearing a mask, what how exactly is this character different from Bray Wyatt? Well, he, he has the mandible claw, which I hate. I hate that he does the mandible <laughs> claw. I, I do. It's been long enough. It doesn't really bother me. Okay. It's, it's no, literally, no, no, it's not been... even for the Foley thing. I I think it's a dumb move. Thank you. Agreed. Uh, yeah, sure, I think sure. it's a stupid move. But, yeah. but Foley always justified <laughs> it by saying it was simple, effective. It didn't do a lot of harm to his body or his okay. opponent's body. Yeah. So. Right. What I mean, I get it. I get it. <laughs> I'm just saying, I like, like distinguish between the two. Like, add other things besides one move that's a finisher. They could have gone, like, initially I was like, I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it coming out of the gate. I was like, okay. Um and I like the way they did it. And I like that they had the puppets randomly showing up as like Easter eggs in the background of things and like had this whole buzz with it. And then just like everything else, they're just too fast with it. And and I get that you have hours and hours of television to do, but like you don't have to do everything that quickly. You don't. Uh, Kofi versus Orton, I thought it was fine. I like that it's going to continue on because it'll build to something more legit. And Kofi, that's a big win for Kofi when he gets there if they... Well, but they did that thing where he snapped. Yeah, good, good, good. Give him that edge and make it 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 a much... It was interesting. Is is Kofi coming unhinged? No, it's just the first chapter in the story. And then they can do some stuff where it makes him look like an underdog. And maybe next time he loses, whatever. Point being, ultimately... When he finally beats Orton, they'll have told a good story, and he'll get that win, I think, if they're smart about it. Because Randy Orton's in the land of perpetually over with your casual fan, so no need. Anyways. Just, just jumping back real quick. Why the fuck didn't he just call it the draw claw? Yeah. I, yeah. Well, it's the mandible claw. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't I know. Mean, I mean, because he applies it to the mandible. Which, which like is that. a jaw. <laughs> I know. <laughs> But yeah, it's okay. much yeah. more technical. The jaw claw makes it so was, much more sense. It was sense, actually it has a little rhyme. You know? It was actually um, <laughs> the the first wrestler to do that. Do you know who it was? You remember the movie The Fugitive with Harrison Ford yeah. and, yeah. and, and yeah. Tommy Lee Jones? The doctor from that, who was based on a real life character, the doctor from that, he was found innocent. Oh well, the fugitive. And he came back into normal life, but he still couldn't get work. So guess what he did? Pro wrestling, oh, shit. and guess what his move was? I, the jaw claw. Didn't fully write about that in his <laughs> yeah. book. Yeah, I yeah. thought so. The mandible yeah. claw. The jaw claw. So, the anyway, it makes okay. so much sorry, more sorry. sense. Sorry. No, 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 it's fine. Daryl Patterson, you should get like a patent on that or something. Here, here's my point. Uh, I thought SummerSlam was like a good. Here's the best part. It wasn't ten hours long. I thought yeah. SummerSlam was a good show. The pacing was good. Not everything was perfect. Not everything's going to be. The bar is set low. I understand that. But I like the main event. I like the two women's matches. I don't care about Bailey because that match was terrible. There was bad stuff in there. But, like, 
They put Bailey f- against Ember Moon, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, and it was awful. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, they 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 put over the Fiend and they made him a thing. The right guy won the main event. Brock Lesnar gets to disappear for a while. The women put on good matches and showed that they could work. They had the best matches on the card. Um, AJ and Ricochet is over, and this is gonna sound weird. Thankfully. Because yes, it disappointed. Well, I missed it. it, and I'm not. I don't, from what I understand, it wasn't that big of a deal. I, it I did, it. They 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 kept Kofi and Orton going. That's fine. And I was disappointed in that match. I was disappointed kind of in the whole series. And I think it's because the expectations were too high. Honestly, what they need to do with Ricochet, great athlete, great look, all that stuff, tons of talent, wrestles good matches. They need to give him a better character. And the way that you give him a character is you put him in the land of giants and make him earn it. He should be taking on guys like Lashley and Strowman and blah, 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 and scoring wins over those guys to be legitimate because then he's an underdog. Against AJ, he doesn't look like an underdog. He just looks like a younger version of AJ. And it doesn't, you don't get to root for the guy the same way. Like, I want to see, I want to see him beat Braun Strowman if you do the match right. I want to see him beat Bobby Lashley if you do the match right. I want to see him and AJ wrestle, but I'm not emotionally invested in it. Right. See what I mean? Anyways, that was long. I apologize, but thoughts on SummerSlam. Go ahead, Daryl. I I have a legitimate question. It's going to sound like I'm being a dick. Hmm. And in full disclosure, is that that shocking? I kind of am. (laughs) Okay, that's fine. But it is a legitimate question. For me. Because on uh, f- for both of you, okay, okay. Because on this fucking scorecard, it has Drew Gulak against Oni Lorkin. Yeah, are these really two fucking wrestlers? Like, yeah. I've never Drew heard Gulak's these. The cruiser uh, two hundred five live. Oh, oh, yeah. okay. Oni Lorkin used to be uh, Biff Busick on the in- Independence. He was one of the first guys in Evolve. He's on. A t- he's in a team with Danny Birch, and I think they're putting them back together in NXT. Okay. They're really good. I mean, they, right. they're like they're like the traditional guys that don't wear knee pads or elbow pads or like tape their wrists. They have like oh, okay. trunks and boots yeah. and shaved heads, and okay. they wrestle like a grappling sort of style. I so see. they're kind okay. of like nondescript in a sense, but they're a throwback team. They really should just be called the Throwbacks and come into the ring with like robes, <laughs> yeah. like yeah. generic. They yeah, should look yeah. like they should look like Walter. But like uh. skinny Walters. <laughs> I thought it was like um, some fucking uh, Drew, like a gag or something. No, no, no. I legitimately, no. Drew Gulak's like, legit. Who the fuck Drew Gulak, Tony Nese, Akira yeah. Tozawa, oh, yeah. Jack Gallagher. I mean, it's two hundred five sure, live. Sure. Nobody okay. pays yes, attention. Okay. To that, so. Yeah, I just literally never heard those two names in my fucking. I mind. Neither Drew have Gulak most of the people who two hundred five live champ. Yeah. for a little bit. Yeah, Drew Gulak is currently two hundred five live champ. Oh, is he? Oh, okay. All right. Well, I'm not real up on the product. <laughs> well, I'm not. Nobody's up on 205 Live because <laughs> yeah, right. they don't. They don't do anything with it. Right. Sorry, Mr. Gulak. Sorry, Mr. Lorkin. No disrespect intended. I just, <laughs> I never fucking heard your names before. Any other comments on SummerSlam? I mean, I um, gave my perspective. But, okay, you know, I don't have much to add. I, to cover. That. I agree wholeheartedly. I, if I gave it an overall rating, I would give it a C minus. Mm-hmm. Um, the women's matches, like you said, saved it. I like the. Seth won, and we're not going to see Brock for a while. I like that we got at least something with the Fiend, but that is my big thing. What, like, yeah, so what is Bray Wyatt, Wowie Zowie, going to come out at some point? Like, wh- why? Why? Like, the, the mask is scary, okay? Is it really any different? He still does Sister Abigail as the finisher, just a different name. It's even the same theme music just performed by uh, Code Orange, I believe, is who does the uh, yeah, music I, now. I, yeah. I mean, I, um, get, I get you should, you know, have some sort of, like, throwback to that, but I don't know, man. Yeah, and he, he even does the lanterns still. Yeah, like. You know, it's, it's, just, it's, it's really just Bray Wyatt all over again, but it's the Fiend. 
So I don't know where we go with it. I I would like to see a little more Wowie Zowie and Muscle Man dance. It was that was entertaining. I felt y- like they y- yeah. they could have done yeah right. It, it feels yeah. like surprise surprise. And the crowd's yelling Wowie Zowie right. Well, this is going on. Imagine yeah. now if right. he had come yeah. out with like uh-huh. his dreads like pulled back, wearing his cardigan like his V neck right. sweater, uh-huh. and like wrestling a clean match against guys right. and guys mm-hmm. literally in the middle of the match just being confused by it, <laughs> and like him walking up to them and being like yeah. and shaking their hands before. It, and then, like, here's the way it could have folded: shaking their hands before it, wrestle a clean match, lose the match. After the fact, shake their hand and then like hug them. Yeah. And then they're like expecting something. They're like fists are up, like waiting for it. And he just like waves and leaves. Yeah. And he goes, "Wowie yeah. zowie, he pinned me!" Right? Yeah. Then it starts to go like he starts to win the matches, and then a or or you could reverse that even. So he comes out initially and like starts to win the matches, but he wins them clean. And then after the fact, he shakes their hand and goes, "I'm sorry." Because he's been doing that on Twitter, where he's like apologizing to people for things and stuff. Then he starts to lose his mat, lose the matches, but he's still like okay with it. Yeah. H- shakes hands, hugs, wowie zowie, whatever. Then he gets tired of losing, so he starts doing like small little things to cheat. Yeah. And it he starts to win, and he like you can see the like he's so good at projecting what his character is supposed to be. That's one strength with him. Uh, undeniably, and I think he's good for a big dude. I, I do. I There's do. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, tons yeah. of upside. Well, he's and he's way better shaped than he was. Correct. Back. But yeah. I think one of the good things with him is because certain guys can portray what they're feeling in their faces. Yeah. And for him to walk out and then be like, "Well, he's out," and then just like slowly go like, you know, like n- acknowledging like, I know I did something I shouldn't, but <laughs> whatever. And then it just slowly turns into a thing until finally he just snaps just snaps and like people are waiting for it and the smarts are going to cheer but the casual fans going to be like what's going on here and then like you see pieces of the fiend like he can rip the sweater right. off and there's like stuff that's part of the fiend you know they could have done really cool thing with that and now it's just like just a thing and there's no rhyme or reason to it and Bray Wyatt is also excellent on the Right. That's another thing. He projects good, like you said, like, but he's so good on the mic. If he was going to be the weird cult leader who did violent things, for him all of a sudden to show up on a kid's show thing, right. it should have been like he's trying so hard to be good. But, like, he can't help himself. There's something inside right. of him that makes him bad no matter how hard he tries. Right. That's the fucking story. Right. And they didn't do any of that. Right. Eh, well. So you, where is Ballard just taking time off? Yeah. Okay. Uh, rest of the card was like I said, there there was not much. I I didn't even see the AJ Ricochet match, which is something I would really have wanted to see at one point. But I hear it wasn't that great. Uh, SummerSlam, eh? That's my that's my. I thoughts. thought you know I eh. I thought it was good, but I, I there's there's stuff where you want to fast forward. Yeah, but there's stuff that you definitely want to watch. Well, they put a lot of the good matches early. See, it, it seems like it starts like you said it wasn't that long, but it, it started at like six thirty. Well, the opener o'clock. was good. It was Natalia versus yeah. Becky, and that was a good opener. But wasn't it like at six forty-five or something? Or sure, yeah. something like that. So I didn't turn it on to like eight thirty. Okay. So, <laughs> and um, and the middle of the card had the second, uh, the honestly the best match of the night, which was Charlotte Trish, and then the uh, the card ended with nice Lesnar. homecoming for yeah. Trish, and the card ended with yeah. Lesnar Rollins. So I really think that they actually spaced it out pretty well. I've always been a Trish Stratus fan, so it was nice to see her come back, still have it, mm-hmm. and at her hometown, you know. Sure. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, SummerSlam, eh. All in all, I thought it was a good show, but, yeah. you know, whatever. What are you going to do? There was one thing I liked about SummerSlam. Hmm. I didn't watch it. Okay. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> I knew that was coming. 
All right, let's get into um, because of course we're running longer than intended. So let's just go through the all out card. We're not terrible though. No, 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 no. We're okay. Uh, Let's go through the all out card and just make predictions and whatever. So the the buy in the buy in pre show. Okay. Is Angelico and Jack Evans versus Private Party. Ooh. Well, I really like the name Private Party. Uh (laughs) But Jack Evans, I like. You know, so uh, with with and I mean the other guy Angelico, um, Angelico what? Just Angelico. <laughs> oh, Angelico. Um, Angelico. I mean, Angelico. Angelico. It, it depends on which side of anyway. Um, they they yeah I'm gonna go with them. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Just because. Just because. <laughs> I they they have the, the I I think that um I'm going based on the last pay per view too. So okay. Double or nothing. I think that um, they did the job at Double or Nothing to best friends, if I'm not mistaken. And I think they're trying to build up teams for this tag team tournament. And AEW is going to have a really good tag division, if nothing else. You've got the Lucha Brothers, the Young Bucks, the best friends, Jack Evans and Angelico, Luchasaurus and um, Jungle Boy, um, the Dark Order. And Jericho is going to have a mystery tag team coming in on their first show, which I have thoughts about, but we'll get there. Okay. Um, so they're going to have a good tag team division. I think they're going to build up Angelico and Jack Evans for this tag team tournament because that's going to be one of the hooks for their early shows on TNT. So I think they they take it, Angelico and Jack Evans. So what's the premise behind private party? Like, is it like, you know, are they like guys at the door like you can't get into this private party? Or is it like like hardcore gangbang in the basement private kind of party? Uh- <laughs> I, I'm not sure how to I doubt it's that, that, but, you know, you, you, that, that, that could be a private party. I you know? think that... Um, or, or, like, the, the video company Private, if you ever run into any of them. I, I, <laughs> don't, I don't know. It's uh, Honestly, it's they're not, there's not a lot known about Private Party. Um, That's why, because it's a private party. Right. right. <laughs> uh, See, I'm, I'm loving the gimmick already. You know, change my pick. Private party all the way. It's Mark <laughs> Quinn and Isaiah Cassidy. Okay. They're from New York City, and they, they graduated from the House of Glory Wrestling School, which was founded by Amazing Red. Um, so they're going to be high flyers and all that. All right. Um, you know, and, and I think I think they could – I, just as easily, remember, it's a buy-in match, so they just as easily could win that match. We've, to, we've already talked way too much about I know, this match. To a sta- <laughs> I know, it's the first fucking match on the card. It's not even on the main card. So, good. Anyways, uh, I, you know what? Flip a fucking coin, yeah, because right, I really right. think they could use that to... Helical. I, use they could, I think they could use that to establish those guys for the tournament as well, <laughs> so... And they've got to give somebody a cute run. I think they're going to give a cute run to Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy, but whatever. Uh, I'm still sticking with my pick. Daryl, what do you what do you say? I will just say that I hope it is Angelico and Jack Evans. Okay. I, and I thought they put in a pretty good showing at uh, Double or Nothing Agreed. as well. Yeah, yeah, so. they did. Also, I want to remind everybody that with the SummerSlam picks, I missed one, and it was Orton versus Kofi, which ended in a disqualification thing anyway. So yes. pretty proud of myself there. Both of you can suck it. All right, Barry Horowitz. Yep. You know, keep patting yourself on the back. I there. certainly will. Yep. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Women's Casino Battle Royal. Winner receives a shot at the inaugural women's title. Britt Baker, Jazz, Sadie Gibbs, Teal Piper, Big Swole, Ariel Monroe, Brandy Rhodes, Nyla Rose, Ali, Yuka Sazaki, Sakazaki, Ivalice. Britt Baker. Okay. Yeah. Just because. 
so uh, who how is the other competitor going to be determined <laughs> the t- women's tournament i don't know uh. or something <laughs> i don't fucking know daryl well i, I mean if, if i'm going with Lee's because she just came over from impact and she's got a reputation in Britt Baker is too obvious and she's coming off a concussion injury so i mean i i don't think Britt Baker is too obvious i think it's got to be Britt Baker. okay Lee's. Although I, I, Big Swole is interesting. Is that ODB? Really, is that I, ODB? I, I, I'm intrigued. I don't know. <laughs> I don't I, know. I, I don't know. It might change if it's, it's ODB. It's SW- like <laughs> it's not, it's S-W-O-L-E if you're going to look it up. Oh, yeah. No, I know how to spell Swole. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> I know how to spell Swole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right. Oh, Anyways. man. That, that was a bad typo there. Uh, Rio um, versus uh, Hikaru Shida. I don't know anything about him. Oh, I'll oh. go with the Karo Shita. Okay. That is most definitely not a ODB. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, Brit Rio Baker, versus. But, uh, sorry. Rio versus Karo Shita. <laughs> oh. His name is Rio. We'll, we'll go with Rio. Rio. That's my pick. Fuck. I don't know. All right. Now we're going to get into stuff. Um, okay. SoCal Uncensored. Christopher Daniels, Frankie Kazarian, Scorpio Sky versus Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, and that little dude that hangs out with them. Okay. I don't remember his fucking name. You know, we, we've been talking about how they're going to build um, Luchasaurus, Rex, and Jungle Boy, but um, this just seems like SoCal. You know, no. it just seems like they should win it. So I'm going to go with them. Okay. This is actually a tough one because uh, I, I can see where they would want to build and build and build Luchasaurus and uh, Jungle Boy. <laughs> Did I call him Yinzasaurus Rex? I, I don't know. I, I, I hope. I, I hope. Yeah, sorry, but anyway, <laughs> go on. I was just going to go with Yinzasaurus. But, uh, <laughs> damn. Uh, it seems like they are pretty pretty high on uh, SoCal Uncensored. Rightfully so. That's a great I, group. Sure. I Man, that's, a, that's really This is the a worst place <laughs> we've ever <laughs> read. That really is a pick em. Shit. I'll it go is. with the... Uh, the uh, Primordial soup of uh, there you go. That's their team. Yinzasaurus, Yinzasaurus, and Jungle Boy. The primordial (laughs) soup. I'm going with SoCal Uncensored. Here's why. I think Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy get a nice little run in the tag team tournament. They might even in the first round face Daniels and Kazarian and win that. Kind of like a rematch thing. I don't know they'll make it to the finals, but they're going to win a couple matches they shouldn't win. And then get knocked off, get built up as a contender. I think ultimately they're going to be like your second tag team champions, the face team that you build because it's the little spunky dude with like the big dude. It's a good, it's a good pairing, and the fans love them. But I think in order to make the fans love them even more, you have to have them lose a little bit. They're going to lose. They get a nice little tournament run, have to fight for the title, and eventually get it, and people will be happy. And then Luchasaurus fucking murders Jungle Boy and, like, gets a great run <laughs> yes. on his own. Right. He's going to be – like, Luchasaurus, I'm I'm going out on a limb, maybe, but I'm saying, like, that dude, if they do things right with him, he's going to be a star. He's going to be a yeah, star. Right, absolutely. He's legit. He's got a great look. Yep. He can work. Right. Yep. All right. Joey Janela versus Jimmy Havoc versus Darby Allen. You know, I always go with the Darby Allen. I like his name. It's, yeah. like, it's Darby Crash and GG Allen. I know, I know. He's yeah, going right. to so, yeah, shoot heroin yeah, and right. then throw poop right. at people. <laughs> right, right, and then right. die. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, now I'm going to get Darby Run Allen. out of the arena naked. <laughs> yeah, right. He's going to OD, and people are uh, think he's going to still be awake and right, like, draw right. on him with and pens. And he has the worst tattoos. In yeah, the world. yeah, yeah. Yeah, Darby Allen, just, okay. just like for that reason. Sure. I, I, I just – 
it has to be Joe Janela. Has uh-huh. to be. Okay, why? Uh, because uh, uh, what uh, Havoc is just weak. Havoc's a jobber. Havoc uh, looks like a shitty, skinny, small version of Marilyn Manson. He's like Jimmy Jacobs, but not as talented. Uh, yeah, he's a, he's a good, yeah. he's a garbage dude. So like, he's gonna be a guy that gets over and gets by throwing himself into thumbtacks and like through tables, and and. There's a role for guys like that. Like, there's a spot for guys like that. Right. But he's not a real thing. It's, I don't know. It, the time has kind of passed for it. I think mm. it's, uh, yeah. But uh, in Darby Allen, quite honestly, I just am not very familiar with. So, neither am I. I'm. I'm gonna I, go. I'm, I'm Darby Allen. Him. Darby Allen has a cool gimmick. He's got like a half face painted like a skull, like a skull. He's like a, a skater punk rock dude. Okay, obviously. so appropriate. All in black. Okay. Um, he does a cannonball yeah. off the turnbuckle onto dudes on the apron. Like he's hmm. he's uh, he's he was in Evolve. He learned guys who come from Evolve learn how to work. That's Gabe okay. Sapolsky, and Gabe Sapolsky is all work great all the time. He's the guy that was the booker from for ROH from 2002 to 2008, I think. Yeah, 2008, and that was all. Signing Brian Danielson, CM Punk, Samoa oh, Joe, okay, Austin Aries, okay. Roderick Strong, guys like that. He he brings the work rate, guys. And um, so he knows what he's doing there. Darby Allen was good there. I'm going with Joey Janela only because of this. I'm thinking of guys, they're trying to build up a mid-card. And I think that, honestly, you could build up a program bet- between Joey Janela and Darby Allen. Mostly because Darby Allen is like the dark, brooding punk rock dude. Joey Janela is like the surfer guy. Right, who wears like the shitty Oakley glasses and like wrestles right. barefoot and and like is like hang ten, uh, and bright neon colors. So it's a really good contrast. Jimmy Havoc's just there to take a pin. Sure. Um, both of them do a hardcore style. Joe Darby Allen got the rub a little bit because he went to a twenty minute draw with Cody Rhodes at Fight for the Fallen, if I'm not mistaken, or or the one after that. I can't remember because Cody teamed with his with Dustin against the Bucks at the other one. That might have been Fight for the Fallen. Um, either way. He had a 20-minute draw with Cody, and that's that's going to get you a rub in the company. Um, and Cody's doing a lot of that, actually. Um, and Joey Janela jobbed to Moxley in a hardcore match in the main event of that show. So they thought enough of his character to put him in the main event and put him with Moxley and put Moxley over, and now it's just kind of like, well, what can we do with him? And I think they're going to have Janela win that match, pinning Havoc, and then it leads to Janela versus Darby Allen, and it's two very contrasting figures, and they do hardcore matches, and that'll be your your blood to please that fan. So, anyways, I digress. Uh, Best Friends versus Dark Order. Winner gets a bye in the Tag Team Championship Tournament. Ooh. Uh, Dark Order. I think the stipulation really kind of gives the winner away. Because it's not often that a face team is going to get the bye in the tournament. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dark order. Yeah. It's, yeah. That, that. And they're th- pushing that, them. Like they had them attack. Right. And and I I think they have something to prove with them because that attack like that that lights going out and coming back on thing at double or nothing went over like a fart in church. Yeah. Um. And I think they really want to get behind them because they can work. Like they're the Super Smash Brothers. They can do some good stuff. It's mm. a good team tag team to take on. And I, I like the best friends, but really, what's their thing? Like, th- it all builds to them, like, hugging. Right. Like, do better. Do better. <laughs> That's one of my knocks on AEW. Like, develop you guys better. And, right. and they'll, have, they'll have two hours of TV every week to do so. Sure. Right. So that'll be fine. Sure. They can do that. But do better. Uh, Dark Order wins because they're, th- like, they're a good heel team. 
and most of these other teams just, can be switch facing. Great name. I like the name. I like all, yeah, I like the whole thing. I like the dudes making a human throne as weird yeah. as that is. So, whatever. Anyways, you're up. I mean, your pick, Daryl. I'm kind of curious uh, to see how much leeway they give because I know they were talking a good bit on uh, double or nothing about giving tag team matches more leeway mm -hmm. with interference and uh, I think it was like the, the five count in the corners and things like okay. that. Um, because I feel like the druids or whatever the fuck those things were mm -hmm. could potentially play a large part in many of their matches. Yeah. Um, the cool thing with those two is they always can do that angle where one of them ends up being, or two of them end up being like the dudes that they're feuding with or yeah, something, and they just yeah. like take the mask off, and uh, everybody always pops for that gimmick. Right, right. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It's a trope, but it's a damn good trope. It yeah, is. So. Yeah. Um, I mean, I kind of think they're going to win no matter what, but that's just, I guess, like an added curiosity to see how far they let uh, the, the leash on that, so I, I'm going to go with them. We're all going Dark Order? Dark Order. All right. Uh, Cody Rhodes. Well, Cody, because you can't say Rhodes. Cody versus Sean Spears, whose manager is Tully Blanchard. Yeah, man. Sean Spears. Okay, why? Um, How? Why? why? Just if Cody wants to do – I mean, they're trying to de develop him a little bit. I mean, it just it makes sense mm -hmm. for, to me, you know, just for Cody to put him over. Okay. Daryl, I, I agree with that completely, and I, I just I uh, think it just to expand on last time, it uh, allows you to build on the presence of Tully Blanchard. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, and right, right. And right. just and the tie-in with Dusty and so many right. tentacles, so That's many different like directions. Ah, I mean, if line. you know, if 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 Rhodes beats him. It's not that you Cody, you can't say Rhodes. I'm man. saying Rhodes. Fuck him. Come get me, motherfucker. Come get me. Uh, I, it's not that you can't go anywhere from there, but it, to me, that it just makes it that much harder. Correct. Wh to whereas if Spears beats him, whether it's clean or DQ, you can go anywhere with right. that. Right. So I, it's, I, to me, it's got to be Spears. I think it has to be Spears as well. And the reason I think it has to be Spears is uh, first off. I think the biggest thing is they want to show that they can do things with talent that the WWE couldn't. They already put him in a high-profile program with Cody, and there's people who are ultimately going to be like, oh, well, they're going to take any WWE guy and do whatever this with, and like, you know, blah, 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 and bitch about that, and be like, it's impact all over again. No, it's not. So please stop. Uh, and I've had that fucking argument, and it's annoying as shit. Um, it's not that, but you want to know, like, you want to say to some of these guys who are undervalued and underused at places like, look, come here and like we can do this. Now, if it doesn't work, they'll know it doesn't work and they'll pull the plug on that. I like to think because it's not it's not a friendship thing necessarily. Um, and I, I mean, ultimately, like, you know, this is the beginning of a feud, not the end. So and if they do this, then it really comes down to like the, the whole thing is about Sean, Sean Spears was pissed because. Cody said he was a good hand and he wasn't, he was yeah. like, maybe he, you know, maybe we look at him. Maybe we don't. Yeah. He's a good hand, a solid hand. And okay. like, he took that as an insult. So if he loses, he's a good hand yeah. and that's it. 
So he has to win this. Yeah. He has to. Yeah. I want what I want. I, I It's like my ultimate old school nerd wet dream. And I mentioned this last time. I want Sean Spears to come out with Tully Blanchard, and then I want Cody to come out with Arn Anderson. Yeah, oh, yes, yes. And then yes, I want them to do the sweet. match and whatever, and it looks yes. like Arn's, like, helping Cody out, but then go in the ring, DDT his ass with Spinebuster, <laughs> right. and, and let Spears Fuck set it, up his right. finisher, boom, and then build something around Spears. Like, really yeah, elevate him. Absolutely. If he's not the guy, here's the thing. If you build a faction with him and he's ultimately not the guy, whoever is getting over in that faction, he can be the one that makes the other dudes in that faction turn on Spears, and then you just turn him face and fucking flush him down the toilet. It doesn't matter, but you can do something there. And Arn and Tully leading that charge and doing that, you know? And then you have the Rhodes brothers to take on because right. Dustin's rescuing him. It's Absolutely. Dustin and Cody and they their history with Arn and Tully. Right. And then they're, they're guys who they get to represent them. There's a whole thing there. I got your hand right here. <laughs> Right. I mean, do all that. It, like, even uh, if it doesn't happen that way, Spears is going to win. And I, I still think it's going to be a match that surprises people. Yeah. And, so, like, Cody's actually put on some really surprising matches. Because to me, in ROH, his whole run was like being the honky-tonk man. Now he's, like, he's telling a story. No, it was the cheap cop-out win stuff <laughs> with that way. Uh, it, it was. It was a lot. No, of, it's just a great analogy. Well, it, it was a it lot. Was, it was a lot of smoke and mirrors and yeah, a lot right. of a lot of cheap finishes and bullshit. And he's right. not really doing that here. Right. His match with Dustin is going to go down as one of my favorite matches, maybe ever. Yeah. It was that good. And and he he did a twenty minute draw with Darby Allen and like he's doing this other stuff and like he's putting dudes over. Like yeah. he's looking out for the good of the company more than anybody else. So good on him. Kind of goes what so I was saying. So that's another unanimous. That's another unanimous. Yeah. Uh, his uh, his match with Omega was pretty good too. But um, sure. Uh, the the other thing, just to wrap that up real quick, uh, what fucking proper feud starts off with the fucking face winning uh, anyway? Well, because if they win and then get beat down even worse after the fact, it it can happen. Uh, but I'm, I'm not. I'm not. There's a I'm way to saying. do it. There's a way to do it so it's not so predictable. But right. yeah, I get what you're saying. I get what you say. Or you do a double turn, you know, but they're not going to do that with him right. so fresh being off a nah. good heel turn with that chair shot. Right. All right. Anyways, uh, next Omega, Kenny Omega versus Pac because John Moxley is injured and out with a staph infection in his elbow. Right. For like a month, he'll be back and make it for TV. Yeah, Mercer, we yeah. don't know. We don't know. No, yeah. he'll, be, he'll be back. He'll be, he'll be back a month. Yeah. So yeah. the cool thing is, Pac has lost the. Um, oh, okay. The, that was my the first title in Dragon question. Game. Yep. Okay. He lost right. the title. Okay. So who wins that? Oh, uh, Kenny Omega, based on what you first told me. Number one, I mean, I I like the Pac's coming, and I like him. I hated that whole thing about how. You know, he could. I, I mean, I, I didn't hate it, but I just was. I wasn't a fan personally of that whole thing where he didn't want to lose because. When we're know. talking about Adam Page later, remind me about that. Okay. There's a reason why. Okay. Yeah, right. Um. So for that, and I just don't see Omega losing two pay per views in a row. That's that's my other reason. And, and they, and they want to establish him. You know, so then I mean, plus it would make sense to have him win. So then the, the Moxley Omega match that eventually happens is even, you know, there's some more like uh, juice to it. Yeah, Mr. Patterson. I I think it's got to be Omega. Um, I think. I mean, I hate to bring business into it, but I I think he's obviously gonna be. Hate to say it this way, but the loyal dog. <laughs> uh, whereas you can see that uh, Pac clearly isn't. 
exactly. Um, right. So I mean, and I, I, I really, I, I shouldn't have gone that route, but um, I, I just, I mean, Omega has just proven his himself time and time again. He's part of the fabric, uh, I think, of why they started this. I know he may not be in, like, the founding fathers of the, the, the organization or what have you. He but is, though. Okay. So yeah. I wasn't sure because he wasn't in that initial. Well, he was uh, deciding where to go, but, like, he was, right. he was part of that. I mean, he's one of the executives. Okay. So, so I mean, and, and rightly so. I, I mean, the guy, like I said, I hate to keep repeating, but it just I I was not on the hype train at all. I was on the anti hype train, and then I watched. I watched him again. I watched him again, and I said, "I'm all aboard the fucking hype train." Okay. And he earned it, and I, I it's got to it's just got to be him. Okay. Yeah, I like it. I I think that it's gonna be Omega as well. I think that it's interesting because he beat he beat Shima on one of those shows. So he beat the Japanese dude. Now he's going to beat the dude from the UK, and they're going to like talk about how he takes on all these guys everywhere and can beat them. Um, it's a shame that Moxley isn't there. I think that Pac is going to put on a really good match with Omega. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm not worried about Pac moving forward because I think that once he's there and he's doing whatever, that that's going to be kind of a thing for him. Um, and I think they have to keep Omega strong for the Moxley feud that's still going to happen. And honestly, it could be a blessing in disguise because that'll play out on TV and they can build it to the next pay-per-view after they're on TV. So I think it only makes sense for Omega to go over there. I think it'll just be a really good match. So, um, ladder match. Uh, Young Bucks versus Lucha Brothers. Where are we going? Ooh. Uh, Young Bucks. Okay. This is the sec. Lucha Brothers l- l- won the last one, right? Nope. Oh, I thought they... Okay, then I'm going to go Lucha Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> well, the last pay-per-view, yeah. it was... Uh, regardless of the stuff that's happening in AAA and See, all that. The thing is, no one even cares about the winner of these matches. Yep. Right. That's that's the thing. No one cares about the winner, because these matches are just so spectacular. Right, right, right. That's, so, that's, so I don't care. Right. I just want, I, I, so maybe I'll say that then. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I, I'm gonna yeah. let you finish it out, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Lucha Brothers mainly because the the last match, Young Bucks won. This one, Lucha Brothers win. You're gonna have the next pay per view they can build up on TV, and have that as a thing. Like they can cost each other matches in that tag team tournament, and build it to some TLC match. Yeah, tables, ladders, chairs, the whole plunder thing, or a cage, or whatever you want to do. But I think that there's a third, um, you know, tiebreaker match that blows that off and it'll happen in the build through the tournament because i don't think either of those teams win the belts initially um i think that's going to be the the dark order or socal uncensored or something like that um but yeah i think that i that's my logic with the lucha brothers taking that one so i I'd, i'll agree that they uh take uh, round two lucha i i uh do believe that that um Double or Nothing was the first time I've actually seen them in action. Who, the Lucha and, Brothers? Yeah. They're fucking great. I was dude. highly impressed. Yeah. yeah they're great. Hair. They're great. Um, Pentagon is, is again, one of the top 20 wrestlers on the planet. Um, and Phoenix is a lot of fun. He doesn't have the, the ground game and the psychology of Pentagon and the charisma. 
Well, he's got the ability more than most people. That sunset yeah. flip pile driver on the apron is just <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah, it is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, that shit yeah, should yeah. not be a yeah, transition right, move know, or right. something. That, that, that should take a guy away yeah. on a stretcher. Yeah. Right. That's part of my issue with pro wrestling yeah. in, genera- right. yeah. in general in this yeah. day and age uh-huh. is that guys will get a fucking – Flipping pile driver on a ring, like dude, Andy, yeah. like like guys would get pile drivers and have to be carted out. Ric Flair in 1983 <laughs> yes, right. got a spike pile driver from Bob Orton Jr. and Dick Slater, and oh, that was wow. the build to Star King, yeah, yeah, right? Because he broke his neck. Around with or, a neck brace and a or Terry bat. Funk giving him one in 1989 on, table. on a table yeah, that didn't right, break, right, right, right. and yeah. it was like, oh, that he might have he has a broken neck. Yeah. Now it's like, oh, that hurt for. 90 seconds and yeah. then they're like up and doing more flips and shit and yeah. you should be dead so yeah, right, whatever right, anyways yeah. I, I digress that's a that's a thing but yeah i mean it's an impressive spectacle with them yeah. every time I, I i really look forward to the fact that they're gonna be most likely on if not every single card the majority of the cards mm-hmm. so everybody's gonna feel this need to to live up to that standard. Yeah. And that's just going to raise the bar. Yeah. Their tag know. team division is going to be fantastic. Oh, yeah. I mean, Singles, we can talk about whatever for a while because there's, there's sure. gaps in there. But right. tag team, it's going to be fantastic. I, I think it's just going to uh, – I, I think you're going to have many times where I, I can only speak for myself, but I, I would say, shit, I would have paid the price of that for those two fucking matches alone. Yep. Um, yeah. Which is which is fine by me. Yep. Uh, not that the other matches were not up to snuff, but those one or two were that fucking great, you know. So I, I look forward to it. I really do. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Main event. Chris Jericho versus Adam Page for the world title. Chris Jericho, I just – I can't see it going any other way. I know – I. It just makes sense to start him out as the face. Um, it's a name it, that's recognized. It's a name that's recognized. Um, it, it's just an, one of the greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can build up Paige. You know, Paige, they can build him up. You know, mm-hmm. that's the thing. Like, he's as I, I like him, and I, I'm sure he'll be the face of the company. Or the, 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 is what they one want. One of them. He, 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 one of them. Yeah, but they need to build him up. That's the thing. So, yeah, Jericho. I have no would have no problem with it being Paige. Me neither. Um, I like him a lot. Mm-hmm. He uh, he's just he's he's got it. Whatever it is, he's got it. But I, I just all signs point to Jericho uh, on a on a global basis. He's worldwide known. Recognition basis he's alone. Right, I, I mean, it brings the the th- that's that's the beauty of his whole thank you campaign is the shit is rooted in fact. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he, they, yeah. they, I mean, of course, it's not him and him alone, but you know, uh, his name does carry a lot of cachet. Sure. His name does carry a lot of weight. His name does carry a lot of importance, mm-hmm. and it may have been the uh, uh, swaying factor in a negotiation or two. Of course, who knows? Sure. But, I mean, you know, it may have got a deal signed. It may have got 
-hmm. you know, whatever. So I, I think for you to be able to say, you know, we started this company, we signed this fucking guy that's, you know, universally recognized as, you know, probably top 15. All um, time. Right. Top 10, dude. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I'm I know, playing I know, it I safe. I know, I'm playing it safe. I get it. I get it. <laughs> uh, to, ha to say he was our inaugural fucking world champion, I just don't right. see why you would go any other. I, d I don't. Right. right. So, I Jericho. Agree. I think that they did a piss poor job building up Paige. I mean, what has he done? Yeah, they what right. has he done? No, what has he, done? He, the, he, he, he wins the battle royal on the pre-card. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Well, and, but, but and then remember, they fucking interrupt his moment. Well, right, 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 I mean, right. I, remember, yeah. this was this was where I was going to go. He was supposed to have that match with Pac. And it was going to be him uh, beating yeah. Neville. And it didn't happen. So they bumped him into this battle royal thing that was on the pre-show. That was a mistake. It was a mistake. It was big a time. big mistake. It was a big miscalculation. They're going to have those. And, like, it's okay to point those out. Like, yeah. they still – it's a work in progress. They None of them have ever done this before. None of them. Jericho has. None of the other ones have. Right. Jim Ross has. Yeah. None of the other ones have. Um, so, you know, they, they, they're going to make missteps like that. That was a misstep. Shoving him into a four-way match with a bunch of jobbers in another card was a misstep. They haven't done anything to make you care about him. He is going to be a future guy, just like MJF, just like, you know, a lot of these guys. I think Darby Allen's going to be one of those guys. I think those guys are going to be a thing in that company, um, but it's not now. I think that you start out with Jericho on TNT because he can cut the promo, talk about the whole thing, be a heel, say you're welcome, blah, 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 blah. And whoever beats him, it's going to be a big deal. Um they just didn't build Paige properly. No. I think initially they wanted to go into it with the idea that Paige would be that. But you have to remember, whoever wins this is also going to be the guy who's the world champion when that show shows up on TNT. Period. And nobody, like, the, the people, it's 1% it, of the people who know Chris Jericho know Adam Page. Yeah. It's, it's, not, it's not even on the same scale. Yeah. So we're going to talk about the fact that AEW is going to have their TV show coming up and on the same night now, but starting two weeks earlier nxt is going to be on the usa network from the same time on wednesday night so it is the wednesday night wars yeah. what do we think about that intriguing okay um i don't know how it's going to go over initially um yet that i i really don't know what to think like you said nxt is going to have a, a two-week advance mm-hmm Plus the WWE hype machine behind right, it. Right, big time. They've started yeah. showing commercials. I turned, I tuned into Raw for like two minutes last night during that terrible tag team turmoil thing that Ziggler and Rude won. Yeah. Spoilers. Nobody gives a shit. <laughs> uh, and Damn it. And, um, well, uh, the cool thing is they'll be in the match with Rollins and Strowman, so they both kind of get the rub, whatever. But they're doing yeah. the whole partners. Oh, is that the Facebook challenge or something like that? I don't like fucking that. Yeah, know. Some, some Anyways, but... Um, Regardless, I tuned in during that, and they're running commercials for NXT debuting on the USA Network on Wednesdays because you're going to have Monday, Wednesday, Friday for WWE. Uh -huh. um, but you were saying it's, you know, they, they're going to start two weeks earlier. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I just don't know what to, what to <laughs> I really don't know what to think, how it's going to go. It's, it's going to be exciting. Sure. You know, it, it certainly is. I don't know, like, I think, I still think that the average person watching this, we're going to be inclined to watch the WWE product than AEW initially. Initially. 
but it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a fun ride. You see how I wanted to jump in yeah, there? Yeah, my opinion. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. We'll we'll get there. We'll get there. I mean, continue if you have more thoughts. Yeah, on it, by really. all means, because yeah, yeah. I, I want to okay. see. I, I'm expecting big storylines and guys that I'm not sure about, like MJF. That these might be their moments to shine. Sure. Too. So yeah, absolutely. I I don't know if it's think or hope. So I'll I'll say hope that. Uh, but I do suspect that there are enough. Um, disen- uh, disgruntled, disenchanted, uh, uh, lapsed long, fans, longtime fans that tuned out, yes, yep. and are uh, eager enough to uh, check out AEW. Uh, maybe you know Jim Ross pulls them in. Maybe Tony Schiavone pulls them in. Maybe Jericho pulls them in. Maybe you know whatever. Uh, I, I just hope that this, you know, gains a foothold. Uh, I, I I can't call it because, like you say, obviously they've been doing this for how many years now? Mm-hmm. Uh, they're the not the sole survivor, but I mean, out of the big machines, they're the sole survivor. Well, because they became the sole survivor, though, that let the indies flourish a lot. Sure, the sure. NWA has a show coming out. Absolutely. MLW has a show. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, ROH has a show that's declining quality uh, rapidly. Impact, so. you can find it if you have antennas and <laughs> connections via yeah. whatever. But, I mean, they exist. If you, you exist. Know? Well, Impact but actually puts out a good show now. Oddly enough, it, they do. They do. If you have enough okay. Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sammy Callahan and Eddie Edwards and Moose, like I, Brian Cage. Brian yeah. Cage would be one of my top ten draft choices when healthy for a wrestler because he just looks like the scariest dude walking the fucking earth, and he can work. And I, I'm actually somewhat excited for this NWA show. They're, mm-hmm. they're studio. Yeah, it's like two, like a hundred, two hundred people crammed in a studio. <laughs> Love it. Oh, Old man. school with but, like the table. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but they've they've got a. Uh, uh, Nick They're Aldis. building a legitimate roster. Nick Aldis, James um, Storm, who apparently can't get along with anybody. Wow. That's weird. I wonder really? why. Yeah. I don't know. What, what? Uh, he just, I mean, I, I, of course, you, who can tell when you're acting? Uh, but, I mean, he he certainly seems like a dick. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. But uh, um, I, I, I just, you know, I don't know. It's just time. Who's better off? James Storm in the NWA or Bobby Roode in the WWE? Well, James fucking Roode because he's, he's making, making the fucking money. money. I know, I know. That's I mean, the, that's the correct really answer. Yeah. He's making the money. Uh, but, yeah. but, but, but like, like James Storm can be the 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 star in like a bit promotion, yeah. or Bobby Roode can be like a dude that's making six figures to just not Isn't exist. Oh god, uh, he needs a new gimmick. A no, I, I love that gimmick. Show. I'm sorry, yeah, dude. Okay. If, if he, if but, they but fucking the they, pushed it right. Right. But but here's the thing. They keep putting them in tag teams, but then it's like they had Chad Gable, who should be on 205 Live. And this is no knock on Gable, but he's a smaller dude, and he wasn't going to work there, and he was an imitation of Rude. Like, if you're going to do him and Ziggler, like, have them both wear the robes and have them both do the thing and whatever, and, like, make them a tag team right. and, and get behind that. Not these mis- mismatch things, because Rude was always, like, it, it always felt like it was um, beneath him. The stuff they've tried to do, and uh, but but he could never, he was never done the right way to do the things above that either. He's basically in purgatory, so like run with it or don't. 
Anyways, I, I digress. I digress. Ah, okay, all good. I, I mean, it, I don't know, of course, you know, what the corporate structure of TNT is nowadays. But, you know, we say that, well, the WWF has done it. They've blah, blah, blah. TNT has done this before, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, and done it well. So, um, I, I just, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, where my uh, interest and and and. Of course, but NXT what is a different lies, product. So. NXT, is, it, I understand, it, and, and with the times I've watched it, I, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I, I'll, I'll freely admit that. I kind of don't uh, want to see NXT get buried by like of all the sh- programs. Like, and that's, of course, that's, that's how they would fucking right yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. line it up. Right, you know, yeah, right. Um, that's the only thing. Fucking like put I, SmackDown on right. Wednesdays. Yeah, fucking, yeah. I, I mean, come well, on. Yeah. But, uh, but if I'm giving. Is, am I free yeah. to run oh, with my thing? Of course. So my initial reaction was like yours. Mine was like, well, fuck the WWE because all they're trying to do is screw over this other company and it's yeah. a company that people want to see succeed. Like, I want to see them succeed. Now, I'm not going to support them if the par- product is garbage. Okay, uh-huh. to be abundantly clear, I'm not a fucking fanboy. But at the same time, like, I want an alternative to exist and I want it to be better. So my initial reaction was like, well, fuck that. But when I sit here and I think about it, so I think about it in a much larger scheme. First off, this means that um, Tony Khan and TNT are going to have to put more money into advertising AEW, which is good. Because there's, there's a real easy way for executives to go, well, let's just see what your base of fans is. And now they're challenged, so now they have to do it. It also um, means that both, both are going to have to put on a better product. Now, whenever they were doing the thing with Raw and SmackDown where they put Heyman on Raw and Bischoff on SmackDown, and they were like, well, why are they doing that? Like, Triple H was supposed to be the next guy. Well, his pet project has been NXT for a long time. So they actually trusted him running the product that's going to go head-to-head with the competition, mm-hmm. no matter the scale. So it's actually a ringing endorsement of him. DVRs exist, and if you, wish, if you watch it within a 24-hour time frame, it still counts as a rating. So both are going to get ratings. I didn't yeah. know that. That's a thing. So it doesn't matter what you do there. I was, I was always curious if ratings even mattered <laughs> in this day and age of like all it, that. They yeah. do to advertisers. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right? But but advertisers are going to also measure like you're going to make money off of merch. You're going to make money off of like there's there's ways to make money. And both companies are going to make money regardless. I think that it's – let me let me start with this. I think that it's beneficial for – I'm going to give you the positives for both, and I'm going to give you the negatives for both. So I think it's beneficial for AEW because it means that the people that are running the thing are going to look at competition and put more money into it. They're going to try and bring in guys that will sway the needle. They'll, they'll just be invested because they made a commitment to it. They're going to be invested. And TNT hates Vince McMahon, so fuck them. And I'm pretty sure they hate USA, so fuck them too. Um, and it also means that these guys are going to try and differentiate themselves from the product that exists. And they're smart to run NXT against it because the fans that are watching NXT are the same fans that are going to watch AEW. So it's smart, like it or not. Um, I think it's also good because I think that initially the interest in AEW is going to be higher than NXT because it's on the network the next day. So people go, like, I can watch on the network. They're going to they're gonna want to see what happens live. I think that even with two weeks ahead of it for NXT, they can build whatever they match they think is going to be whatever. They already did. AEW did a smart thing because the main event is Omega and the Bucks versus Jericho and two mystery partners. <laughs> Who's the two mystery partners? Yeah. So automatically you're like, 
there's gonna be. Th- I think it's LAX. Just that's clear. right. I, I think it's LAX. Remember who you said? Okay. But, yeah. Well, she's good. I mean, put them yeah. with the rest of those tag teams. So here's the thing too, comparing the two, NXT women's division is way better than than AEW's. It just yeah. is. Yeah, it, sure. It's way better. The tag team division in AEW is way better than NXT. So it's going to come down to your your main guys, right? And that's going to be interesting to see because it depends on who AEW brings in. Now, here's another thing, too. This also means that maybe, and I know that people are ruling it out and doing whatever, but maybe somebody like CM Punk shows up in AEW now. You, I, we, we all want that to happen. You, you have been predicting that for a while now. And not just that, yeah, but right. here's the thing. <laughs> You're going to, now, now, more than any other time, you're going to be looking at it. They have a two-week lead on you. They have a huge, mega, publicly traded corporation putting all their energy behind beating you. And your first week, CM Punk comes out. Uh. Guess who's going to win the fucking next week and the week <laughs> after that? Right. And we, now, that may run out of steam eventually, but hopefully you're doing things right underneath to where it's a thing. But if on that first show... You main event with Jericho and LAX as a surprise team against, you know, Omega and the Bucks. And let's say Moxley interferes and, like, takes out Omega there. So it turns into a cluster and Jericho's standing in there, whatever, and he turns around all of a sudden and there's CM Punk. Ugh. Do you see a reaction there? Yeah. Are you watching next week? Yeah. And are you watching yeah, live? I'm watching regardless. But but, but are yeah, you watching yeah, live? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. coming back the next right, week. Right, right. Right. As someone who doesn't watch wrestling at all right now, right. I'm watching this. Your element <laughs> yeah, of surprise, yeah, yeah, yeah. your elements yeah. your element of surprise is <laughs> way higher for AEW. <laughs> the potential is way higher for AEW because we already know what the NXT product brings. Uh, so that's where they uh, it's a positive. A negative for them is that if they don't do well, Initially, people are going to bounce. They're going to go away from it. Also, it's negative in the sense that, like, you know, they sold out their first three TV tapings, and now they did, like, four and five, and there's still tickets out there and stuff like that. So they're going to have a much more crowded field to deal with. And, you know, USA, even with losing SmackDown, still has a relationship for Raw. So they want NXT to win. So it's a matter of which network's going to get more behind it. TNT doesn't have any loyalty to AEW, right? So uh, it's a negative there because it could be the network gets behind them or it could be that the network goes like sink or swim. And if they sink, they could be screwed. Um, so, it, you know, and the negative there is like some of their stuff could get exposed because these guys, WWE, even Triple H, like, it's acknowledged NXT is a great show, and he knows how to develop these characters. AEW, that's the part they don't have figured out. I can watch good matches, but like, it's like we were talking about with AJ and Ricochet. I can watch good matches, but if you don't give me a reason to care or be emotionally invested, what does it do? It, it's like cool, another cool move. Yeah. It just, it's whatever. NXT, the positives. Here's the positives for that. It brings a better spotlight on guys who deserve it. Bigger spotlight. It also, when they're doing a one-hour show all the time, you forget about guys like Kushida or like Keith Lee or like Donovan Dijakovic or Bianca Belair or, you know, a lot of the – or Lorkin and Birch, those tag teams. It, this is a thing where, you know, or Killian Dane or stuff like that. Like you can 
bring some of these guys and have them on there more often and bring their characters to the forefront more. You can bring in the guys from the UK, like Walter, and make him a more regular part of it. So you can do stuff where you're going to have other guys who otherwise are kind of buried beneath things who all of a sudden start getting more attention. Cameron, whatever his name is, uh, used to be Trevor Lee, Sam Shaw, uh, ACH, these guys that did the prospect tournament thing, they're going to be there, and now they're going to get regular TV time. So I think that's good. Okay. Oh, Sam Shaw. Right, he's over there. Ooh. Right, DJ okay. DJZ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, they they, they got a Trevor score Lee. on him. Right, Trevor Lee, ACH. These guys came yeah, over yeah. and they did that, and not just that, but it opens up more jobs for guys on the indies. Sure. Right. The negatives for them is that they're facing competition for the first time. They haven't done that before. Here's the other negative: if they start losing, and they're losing consistently, whether by a little or a lot. Who do you think's gonna go? I have to fix this. Vince McMahon. Yeah, uh, and the yeah. one thing that has made NXT better than the main roster product is that Vince doesn't touch it. Ugh. And now, if they're if they're losing in the ratings, he's gonna go. We need to give him the good shit, yes. and it's not gonna be good. Plus, what's gonna happen there too? is you're starting to see it now. They brought Tyler Breeze back, and now they brought Fandango, and they're bringing in Killian Dane. But they're having these guys who were jobbers up there go even with the guys down there. So it actually takes some of the luster off of those dudes and some of the shine off of them. Um, So you run the risk of, like, uh, just taking some of the progress that you made some of these guys and losing it. No, the smart fans who watch this stuff generally will go like, well, yeah, they were neutered up there and they're not down here and it's a reset. But casual fans who are going to make kind of the difference in here aren't going to look at that way. They're going to go, how good can Matt Riddle be when he's losing to Killian Dane, who was insanity for two seconds on SmackDown and then ceased to exist? How good can Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish be if they job to the fashion police? That's a downside. Yeah. There's positive and negative to both. Here's the biggest positive of all. The biggest. Two of them. More jobs for more guys. Period. Right? More workers who get hired. Like, you know, AEW like this, Jay Lethal's contract up, or Marty Scurll, they're going to try and sign him. When a guy like um, Alexander Ham- Hammerstone in MLW is done, or Brian Cage at Impact, WWE is going to try and get him. These guys will get paid like they weren't getting paid before. Another thing that's really good, if both of these shows do really, really good ratings, then these networks go, well, what about this company? What about Impact? Why don't we talk to them and bring them in? Why don't we talk to Ring of Honor and Sinclair and see if we could get their rights? Now you have other shows going to the market. And then, of course, you run the risk of oversaturation. And, of course, that'll dwindle it down again. But for a period here, you have a chance to actually, if they both do well, Networks will be looking at these companies, and these companies will be able to make more money, and that means the workers make more money. That's a great thing all the way around. These guys, even the worst guys, still kill themselves for the sake of our entertainment. They should be paid. That's always a good thing. Unions. Anyways, uh, that's it for me. Anybody else have anything to add? I have nothing to add to that. Well said. (laughs) All right. Two tidbits. CBS has a working relationship with uh, TNT for the Final Four. Mm-hmm. So potentially there could be like some Saturday Night Main Event type deals. Good. 
Love it. Um, Good. I we've kind of pr- uh, answered this already in a roundabout way, but I'm going to ask you anyway because uh, it was the first thing I thought of when I heard that Moxley was out. Um, I personally felt the push now is on. You got to throw the money at Punk to be at. I personally thought he needed to be at uh, All Out. Yeah, Hand him a blank check. Hand him a blank check. Okay. It can okay. be short term. You go listen. But you said first week of TV. Is that is that still appropriate, or do you think he needs to be at All Out? No, first week of TV. Okay. okay. People are going to tune into the first week of TV regardless, especially if they put the money behind the advertising. The the, the curiosity will be there. You have to hit a home run that first week because oh, you course, know with course. a two week build they're going to build to like Champa against Cole oh, or something yeah, like yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Something that people will give it, and, and I want to see that. But I'm still going to watch AEW over that. Now that's not going to be your regular fans, but if they do it right, they can they can capitalize on that. And then if you have those people in there, that main event with the mystery tag team partners, and they bring them in, and you have like Moxley running around, standing in the crowd doing whatever, and you think there's going to be something there, so you have your two like main event dudes. So like LAX is a good surprise for the Smarks. Moxley lurking around and doing his thing is like something that you're on a casual fan. Oh, yeah. Like what's going to happen here? Oh, yeah. And then all of a sudden, boom, it's punk. Dude. And you can say to punk, I'll give you a blank check for six months. Creative freedom will do whatever. Right. And if you hate it, you can leave. And if you right. love it, let's talk long term. Right. And if that moves the needle, he, he's going to bank on himself. He did it with UFC. Sure. I, people can say whatever they want about punk. And he seems like a real dick. Yeah. And I say that as a huge fan of him. They can say whatever they want about him. He believes in himself. He knows what he's worth. And he's not going to take less. Mm. So good. Let him come in, be like six months. And then here's the thing. If he hates it in six months, you're handing him over to the competition, so you're taking a chance too, but that's fine. Sure. He's raising it his own value, so it makes perfect sense, no matter right. where he's at. And you've given yourself, casual fans, your job then is to make people care about something besides CM Punk. Uh, last tidbit, I promise. Mm-hmm. Not saying that the initial uh, all-out card was uh, a 100, but for the sake of argument, mm-hmm. On uh, cons- saying it was a 100 to begin with, how big of a hit is Moxley not being able to be there, if any, in your opinion? A little. Uh, I don't think it's huge. Uh, they they got a decent replacement, uh, decent replacement, but uh, yeah, I, I, it's a little bit of a hit. I think I think it's going to end up being a blessing in disguise. And the reason I say that, like, yeah, I wanted to see that match. But now I just want to see it more. And now they can build it on TV appropriately sure. and make you care more. Okay. And I think the Pac is a, actually a very good replacement. And it also lets Pac wrestle a really good match against a guy who's going to be a main eventer, be, go 50-50 with him, lose, and then you have him to work with other guys moving forward. Sure. So I think it actually adds to the roster depth. It lets them develop the storyline with Moxley and Omega. Because what's the storyline with Moxley and Omega? Moxley attacked him at right. All Out. Yeah. Sure. Omega attacked him back at whatever show. Sure. All right. Okay. But what's the storyline? Yeah. Like, why do they not like each other? Why are they attacking each other? Let Moxley come out now and go, like, I came here to be the best in the world to show what I can do, and they tell me you're the best in the world, so I have to take you out. And let Omega go, like, and stop with the whole, like, hey, bro, like, like I don't, uh, like, quit being goofy. Be, be legit and make it a feud. And they can do that now. I think it gives them more time. I mean... It would have been fine if it didn't happen that way because I think it's not going to be a one match and done, you know. But I think ultimately it's it's fine. So that's my take. Fair enough. Thank you. 
Anybody else? Anything? I think we are done. Yeah, I yes. think. I mean, yeah. we 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 almost hit the mark. So yeah. you know, we went a little longer than expected. It's yeah. it's the three man right, team, right, so it happens. Right, but right. it wasn't two and a half hours. So, no. anyways, um, I appreciate you guys sitting down, taking the time and doing this. Uh, this was good. Oh, it was good. Uh, it's a good one. I liked it. Pizza, beer, wrestling. Yeah, yes. what's up, Daryl? Um, at PCO, fucking uh, the the promo stitches. Yeah, in his face. The fuck. Yeah. He exp- the explanation was that he had a malfunction and jumped uh, out, out of the, the opposite side of the ring of where the uh, opponents were. Yeah. And fucking crashed fucking head first and busted his fucking face slash eye open. We we could have uh, a we could have a pretty good discussion about Ring of Honor if we schedule. You gotta so look this up. Man. Yeah. It's okay. it's, right, it's yeah. fucking. Okay. Gory. Really? Yeah, it's okay. actually kind of dumb, though, too. It okay. is. It is. It it is. is. But the, the aftermath is... Interesting. It's yeah. legit, man. It's, okay. uh he's he, he recorded himself getting stitched up, and, I mean, the, the, it's... Uh, you may not find it gory. I think no, we, I... Well, I, I mean, might, it's, you, you know, know... I think we admire him for the wrong reasons. <laughs> uh, sure, but... <laughs> yeah, what, yeah. I mean, this uh, <laughs> is what it is. I get it. I get it. I get it. Anyways, anyways, that's that, that can happen whenever we'll schedule an X. Uh, thank you guys for being here. Thank um, you, Doug. Thank you, yes, Doug, sir. for having us. Oil we, Street Studios, because Jeremy forgot. No, I'm kidding. No, I didn't. I, no, I know. <laughs> no, he didn't. No, he didn't. Uh, Screw you guys. I'm going home. Actually true. Screw you guys. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, going yeah. home. Screw you guys, because i got to be up at five. So. Uh, thanks, Doug. <laughs> yeah. All right. Bye, everybody. John Swinner next time. Woo! Hey. <laughs>